You're listening to the Rod Langway Fan Club. Welcome, everybody, to the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. I am your host, Jeff Roman, joined by a couple of co-hosts who have had a bit of a mixed start to the season, Mr. John Snowden. Hey, everybody. I had some back problems, but I seem to have recovered nicely. And Mark Chechnita. A little disheveled, a little bit dispirited, but never defeated. It's great to be with you guys. I love it. We're at the first quarter mark, you know, at the beginning of the season, it's all projections, but now we actually have some results. And I have to say, it is great to be back in the studio after being in Gemini Island last episode. Yeah, it is great to be back. Uh, we are here in our beautiful studio overlooking the Hoping Riverside Park. Things are looking a little different though, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we've got a new addition. What is that over there, Jeff? Well, I can tell the one. That's definitely a beautiful painting of Rod Langway. Who did that one? Uh, that was That's actually a painting of the bust. We got a local artist down in Tainan to do it. And yeah, it's great. A little paint by numbers. If you, if you look real clo- closely, you can see some of the numbers actually. That's really yeah. cool. I don't yeah. know what is this painting though. Oh, I did that one. That's it's a little abstract. If you squint, you can really make out the mustache though, right? Oh, that's Rod. That's Rod. That's Rod. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All and right. I, I see one more. Um, I'm assuming one of your kids from your kindergarten made that one, Jeff. Oh, that one was mine. That one's yeah. mine. That's a finger painting. Yeah, the finger right? painting's yeah. mine. Oh well. Uh, good job. I like it. I, I like it. Thank Obviously, you. you're a free spirit, Jeff. Thank you. We have a special show planned for you guys. Uh, We're going to have a little bit of fun in our second segment uh, with some goal songs. But first, we want to talk about some of the surprises this season. Yeah. uh, After the quarter mark, you know, it's a small sample size. There are always going to be some big surprises and some big disappointments. So we're going to just run down both of those. Well, if we're talking about surprises, I think the biggest surprise of the quarter mark has to be the Calgary Flames. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they've been a great team. Very surprising indeed. Um, their forwards have been really good. I think a lot of people were thinking they might not be uh, very good. And like a guy like Johnny Goudreau, who has been kind of uh, missing in action over the last couple of seasons, he's right back to his old self from a few years ago. He's lighting up the league, followed closely behind by Lindholm, Elias Lindholm. Also off to an excellent start scoring goals left, right, and center. Speaking of goals, though, Mangiapani, mm-hmm. one of the biggest surprises in terms of goal scoring in the entire league. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, of course, was playing excellent hockey, and uh, Oliver Shillington, also off to an excellent start. Big surprise there, too. Yeah, he's helping fill the shoes of one Mark Giordano, who was uh, left for Seattle. L- losing your captain is usually a big deal, but Calgary is uh, showing no ill effects of that. Sure. Yeah, I, I am especially impressed with uh, Goudreau. I just wasn't sure if it was going to be a fit there anymore, but he's looking good so far. Yeah. Um, I would say part of the, probably the biggest reason of their success has been uh, Jakob Marstrom, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, what a start has he had, man. His uh, save percentage is at 938. His GAA is at uh, 175. The guy's already had five shutouts. Right. Unbelievable. Five shutouts. And uh, Darth Vlader. Daniel Vladar is also, he's got a couple shoutouts himself, right? Yeah, it's remarkable, the turnaround of that team. Yeah, well, I think that you have to give credit, and I I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, Daryl Sutter, still relevant in today's NHL. He's uh, got them playing defensively responsible hockey. And uh, yeah, on paper, this team is not overwhelming. But uh, they're really a force right now. And I think Sutter has got to take a lot of the credit for that. Yeah. When you look at the roster, it just didn't seem like a Sutter team, but he's whipped these boys into shape. Yeah. I mean, the only question is, you know, Sutter is one of these coaches who does have a bit of a shelf life. How long can they maintain this kind of pace? 
Next up, we've got the Minnesota Wild. And, you know, the NHL's central division has been of a bit of a mixed bag so far, but Minnesota's been consistently good from start to the quarter mark. And uh, I think just a really well-constructed roster. Yes, I would agree. I mean, Kaprizov, to me, is the straw that stirs the drink, and he was really snake-bitten his first few games. But I was pretty confident he would get rolling, and boy, has he ever. Um, right as of we record, he's got 25 points in um, 22 games, so he's he's on fire right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's not just him, though. I mean, they've managed to spread out their scoring over several lines. Uh, Ryan Hartman has been excellent. For yes, them. he's a huge surprise at the quarter mark. For sure, and Zuccarello as well. They have Fiala back there. Um, Felino, he's been great. And, um, you know, Golagovsky has also been pitching in offensively. Sure. I really like Joel Erickson. I think he's a really underrated two-way centerman. Um, he does a little bit of everything, and he's a big, strong man. And uh, even when he's not scoring, I think they have a lot of shifts in the offensive zone that wears down the other team. And how about Talbot in net? Yeah, I mean, he's been solid. I, I think just like the rest of the team, he's been solid. Not spectacular, but solid enough, and they've been winning games. Yeah, great start for Minnesota. And uh, next up, staying in the West, we have the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, this is another surprising team off to a pretty pretty startling start. Yeah, I really can't believe it. Uh, I'm probably most impressed with the captain, Ryan Getzlaff. I was really happy that he stuck around. We talked a little bit in our preseason um, predictions about how he was a good veteran player to have with some of these young players. But I don't think any of us really thought that he had a lot left in the tank. He looks rejuvenated out there. Um, he's now the Ducks all-time leading franchise scorer. And he also picked up his 1,000th point uh, last week as well. So uh, it's fantastic to see him playing. It looks like he's having fun too. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt to be playing with some of these young guys. Anaheim's been such a young team for a long time, and these guys really haven't emerged. But uh, look out, Troy Terry has arrived on the scene. Wow, what a start to the season. Amazing start, amazing start. I mean, he's just scoring goals, right? What was his streak at? Like 17, I think 17 games with yeah. a point, I think. Yeah, yeah. with a point, amazing. I mean, there was talk last year that he might not even be an NHL regular, and now he's just taking the league by storm. Yeah, shattered those expectations. Uh, but Trevor Zegras, not far behind him. I mean, he's looking excellent out on the ice really really smooth skater he's got sick hands too yeah, yeah so they got i mean they dangle. got some youngsters out there uh, exciting team very exciting but i think any successful hockey team has to have a stable back end and if you look at the ducks they've had a lot of injuries on the back end the last few years hampus lindholm's been hurt a lot josh manson missed significant some amounts of time as well um they're all healthy right now cam fowler playing pretty good hockey and of course you've got uh, jamie drysdale who's going to be a stud He's showing flashes out there. And uh, a nice value pickup last year was Kevin Shattenkirk, and he's been on fire to start. He's got like 14 points already. So that's a pretty solid back end, and I think that's where it all starts for Anaheim. Yeah, I'm really curious to see if they can keep it up. But if John Gibson, who's also played well, if he can continue playing like this, maybe they have a shot. We'll see. Yeah, he's yeah. been hung out to dry so many times in previous seasons, but no one's really doubted his talent. So again, for him, though, health will be an issue as well. If he stays healthy, watch out. They could actually surprise and snip into the playoffs. Yeah, I could see them making the playoffs. This will be a fun team to watch for sure. All right, so that about does it for some of the surprises in the Western Conference. Let's move over to the Eastern Conference. Um, I guess I would probably say the New York Rangers are a bit of a surprise for me. I thought, I think we all thought that they would be good, but they've been really good. Yeah, I mean, people were high on this team, but yeah, they've been excellent. Um, of course, got the usual suspects leading the way. Artemi Panarin, you know, no surprise there. He's been excellent. Uh, Zabinijad, a little slow start, but he's coming on recently. But watch out for Chris Kreider. 
The guy is unbelievable, just scoring goals all over the place. Um, I think he's got 16 goals as of the time of recording, which is unbelievable. He's been deadly on the power play, too. Yeah, deadly. Absolutely deadly. So huge surprise there. Big yeah, boon for I the team. I think that sure. uh, the other thing to keep in mind is that they've got two really good young players, Kako and Lafreniere, who haven't done that much yet. But if those guys hit their stride, watch out. They could go from good to just downright scary. But I think that the guy that we have to talk about is... Adam Fox. I think he's the best defenseman in the league. I know he's the reigning Norris Trophy winner, but he does it all. He's just so smart and he just controls the game out there and he's the quarterback of their power play. It's amazing to think that they got him in a trade for almost nothing because he wouldn't sign with Calgary back in the day. Yeah, I love the way uh, Calgary Flames fans have a long memory of uh, Adam Fox and every time he touches the puck, they still boo him. But one of the most exciting young players is definitely between the pipes there, right, Jeff? Oh, for sure. Uh, Igor Shosturkin, what a fantastic start he's had. He's 12-3, and three, GAA of 2.15, a save percentage of 935. Yeah. I think we all had really high expectations of this kid, but he's delivered. I've watched a few Ranger games where I actually didn't think they should have been in it, but uh, he backstopped him. Yeah, especially early in the year. They actually didn't play that well to start the season. He just kind of held them in there. And I think the team is starting to pick it up now and supporting him. So uh, again, they haven't even reached their full potential yet. So this is this could be really scary. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they're going to do for the rest of the season. Now, if you take a look at the NHL standings and you see the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, kind of middle of the pack team, you would think, oh, nothing that impressive about that performance so far. But um, John, if you take a look at their injuries to start the season, I think it's actually quite impressive. Yeah, it was a really rough start injury-wise for them. I mean, obviously no Crosby, no Malkin. Latang missed time with COVID. Um, Rust, Brian Rust, also known as Rusty, uh, he's out. He's been out. Um, Jeff Carter was also hurt. Um, you know, they were basically at, at one point in the season missing their entire top unit power play, and they were still able to win games. In fact, I think they beat your Leaf 7-1. They may period. have. Yeah, they yeah. may have. Yeah. yeah, it is really impressive. Uh, I mean, Jake Getzel, he's been one of the few guys who has been healthy. I think right now he's on something like an 11-game point-scoring streak. Uh, but you look at the contributions they've gotten from uh, Evan Rodriguez. Erod. Oh, I like that look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the Penguins, they always seem to do this every year. They always seem to find a guy. And Evan Rodriguez is off to a really great start. Kasperi Kapanen has also done pretty well. And uh, right at the start of the season, Jeff Carter filled in quite admirably for Sidney Crosby and Malkin when they were both out. Sure, but I think a lot of the buzz, especially among Penguin fans, was which Tristan Jari is going to show up this year. Uh, last year was an absolute nightmare for him, but uh, this year he's playing Vesna caliber hockey right now. And if the Penguins get healthy and he can keep this up, watch out. There might be one more run for Sid and the boys. Well, boys, not all surprises are the good kind. Uh, maybe we should talk about some of the uh, bad surprises uh, at the quarter mark here. And I think we have to lead with the New York Islanders. What has happened with this team? Uh, every time I pick them to do something, they just do the opposite. I've given them zero credit for the last many years, and they keep defying expectations. This year, I was on board. I believed in them, and well, here they are floundering at the bottom of their division. Yeah, I mean, I picked them to win the Stanley Cup. So, I mean, oops. oops. But, you know, it's early. It's, it's early. early. But what has gone wrong? What has gone wrong? Well, I guess, I mean, you'd have to start with the road trip, right? They played their first, what, 14 games on the road where their uh, arena was being uh, finished. And man, that takes a lot out of a team to be on the road for that long. Um, congratulations for them for opening up a new building. It's great. It's unfortunate they haven't played very well in it, but the road trip has really hurt them. 
Yeah, and then of course when they get back, I mean, what happens? Uh, a number of players uh, come down with our good old friend COVID nineteen, and uh, the team has been shut down. So I mean, talk about a rough start. It's been terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, hopefully nobody had any serious symptoms, and they can use this as a bit of a reset, maybe, and uh, come back and ready to rare and to go. They're just not scoring. No. Yeah, I mean. I've always wondered how they score any goals. When you look at that lineup, there's really not a lot of offensive talent there. I mean, obviously, Matthew Barzell can dangle with the best of them, but um, he's not really done much to start the season, has he? No. Yeah, Lee has not done much at all. I think they kind of miss Everly. Sure. And I mean, just, you know, the, the magic they had between the pipes doesn't seem to be there either. So yeah, bad start for the Yeah, Irish. really slow start for uh, Varlamov, especially. Well, he was hurt to start the year, so uh, again... Without having a proper training camp and all of the pressure being on young Sorokin shoulders, that probably wasn't ideal for them either. Speaking of bad starts, how about the start of the Philadelphia Flyers? This is a team I just can't seem to figure out. Yeah, I was kind of high on this team. I thought that, you know, they really redid their blue line. They were looking good, like they were ready to go. But it just has not panned out for them, especially some of the young guys that they were really hoping to break through, Joel Farabee, not there, Travis Konechny, not doing so much, Ivan Provorov, another guy who, you know... Really solid defenseman, at least expected to be, but just hasn't been very good. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that plagues this team, though, is a lack of foot speed. They might be the slowest team in the league, and this is a league built for speed, especially in the regular season. Um, and they just can't keep up with most other teams in their division and pretty much in the entire league. Yeah, you know, and some of their trades, uh, free agent acquisitions haven't really worked out that well. Cam Atkinson, who they got for Voracek, started off the year so hot, he's gone cold. Um, they brought in Ryan Ellis, who's been injured. Um, Ristolainen hasn't played that well. Yandel hasn't played that well. Yeah, uh, but I think the other thing is Carter Hart. He's been better mm -hmm. than last year. He had some flashes at the start of the season, but uh, recently he's been kind of just average. And on a team that's not playing well, that's not good enough. Yeah, I mean, all around this team has just not been good enough. Uh, we'll see if they can turn it around. It is still early, but not looking great so far. Next up, we got to talk about the Montreal Canadiens. I know our expectations were not super high for this team to begin with, but Mark, what's up with your team here? Ooh, yeah, uh, this is this has been even worse than I thought it would be, and I think the biggest issue is the defenseman. Uh, last year in the playoffs, they had the big four, right? You had Shea Weber. Well, he might never play hockey again. Uh Joel Edmondson is yet to play this year, and we're not sure when he's going to be back. Uh, he's got a back injury, so those you never know with wonky backs. Uh, Jeff Petrie has been an absolute shadow of his former self. Yes. Uh, he had a bunch of multi-point games last year. This year, he's got a multi-point season going, two points so far, and a lot of bad giveaways, and he just looks dispirited out there. And Ben Sherratt, who's probably been the best of the four, uh, he's a UFA. He'll be gone by the deadline. So uh, tough times on the back end. You can't get out of your zone. Then it doesn't matter what's going on up front. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the game, uh, losing Philip Deneau, I think, hurt the team a lot more than we may have realized. Um, putting all of that on Nick Suzuki as top line center, he just has not been able to fill that role. Also, young guys, Cole Caulfield, a lot of people were expecting him to be rookie of the year. He was sent down. He's now back and he did score his first goal, but uh, he's nowhere near where they hope he would be. Yeah, and still no carry price. Yeah, let's just hope that Carey's feeling better and comes back and plays hockey, hopefully for Team Canada, uh, gets us another gold medal, eh? Well, there is another team in Canada that our expectations were not that high, but they've managed to be so bad, and that's the Vancouver Canucks. Wow, what a mess. Uh, Elias Pettersson, got to start there, and I think he's the poster boy for the mediocrity that is the Vancouver Canucks. 
He's well below a point per game, barely half a point per game. And he's in the doghouse. He's been, you know, averaging 13, 14 minutes a night recently. So I don't know what's going on there. Is he being, you know, banged up or just a lack of chemistry with his line mates? What's what's the deal? Yeah, there's got to be something going on there. I don't know. Uh, And what about Brock Besser too, right? I know. I mean, this was the tandem you would think, like Pedersen feeding Besser for goal after goal after goal. That is just not happening. They both stink this year. Thank God for uh, JT Miller. And how about the trade for OEL? That has not worked out. Well, uh, Connor Garland, who was the second piece in that trade, I think has worked out quite nicely. But yeah, Oliver ekman Larson, $9 million, really a bottom pairing caliber defenseman at this stage in his career, it looks like. And for a team that really sucks at staying under the cap and just, you know, spending their money wisely, another big swing and a miss. That's going to hurt for years to come. Yeah, I would not be surprised to see both Jim Benning and Travis Green gone. Maybe before uh, this gets out. Before the end of that sentence that you just yeah, right, finished. Right, 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 right. Uh, bad start, bad start. Bring Louis Erickson back. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big Jay Beagle guy. I don't know. I think they really miss him too. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for our first quarter surprises. Yeah. And if we mentioned your team in either the good or the bad, uh, you know, don't get too high or too low because it is just a quarter of the season and there is a lot of racetrack left. All right. Well, how about we cap it off with a tune then, boys? And we're back. Now, I know that was the name game uh, by Shirley Ellis, but I'm just not sure why. Uh, yeah, well, we're, we're doing the, the goal song thing. The name, oh, the name okay. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so lots of NHL teams, you know, when they score a goal, they always have their tune for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, it's Hall & Oates, Making My Dreams Come True. I always get excited when I hear that song. Uh, but we've decided to personalize it a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a couple of teams have experimented with this a little bit. Uh, some of their songs are okay, but we thought some of them were also kind of lame and we could maybe do a better job. Yeah, well, the Buffalo Sabres are doing it this year. And yeah, lame is definitely the name of the game for some of these. Uh, we've got a Miley Cyrus song in there. We also have uh, Mark Pizik, for some reason, has chosen Bye 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 from NSYNC. I'm not really sure what happened there. Yeah. A couple of good ones, though. Uh, Robert Hogg, uh, he's got that Proclaimer song, I Would Walk 500 Miles. That's okay. a winner. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's he never fun scores song. goals. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, then we also got uh, Jump Around, House of Pain for Will Butcher, another defenseman. It's too bad the defensemen, uh, they don't score as much because they got better choice in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we thought uh, we would think of some players or some songs and then uh, you know see what you guys think of them. Yeah, these are just ideas. Some of them are more obvious than others. So let's start yeah, with let's an obvious start one. Start with maybe. an easy one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure, okay. so okay, Kevin Hayes. What, what pops into your head for Kevin Hayes? Hayes, Hayes, Hayes. color. Oh, it's got to be uh, Purple Haze, Jimmy Purple Hendrix. Purple Haze, Jimmy Hendrix. Oh, exactly. yeah. It's a good fit, right? Great fit. Great yeah, fit. Yeah. yeah, great track. Any excuse to listen to some Jimmy. Uh, what do you have next, Mark? Well, uh, I think this next one speaks for itself, so I'm just going to play the track and let you guys figure it out. Okay. All right, let's have a listen. Okay. Burn, baby, burn. Um... It's got to be for Brent Burns? Oh, Burns. Yeah, of course. Burnsy, yeah. Burnsy. Okay. Burn, baby, burn. Brent Burns. Yeah. 
I'm okay. sure he'd like that one. Sure. A lot of bees. Brent Burns, Burn Baby Burn. A lot of Burns. Generation is yeah. always a winner as well. Sure. So uh, I'm, I'm all on board for that one. Cool. Okay. Cool. Right on. And John, you've got one coming up? Yeah, yeah. So have a listen to this one. I don't. You guys won't know the song, I don't think, but I'm pretty sure if you listen, you'll be able to guess who it's for. <laughs> that's great. That's perfect. Uh, that Hamilton. A, yeah, that's a cool song. I don't know where you found it from, but that's perfect for Dougie Hamilton. He would love it, I think. Dougie would love it. Yeah, I think it's uh, your turn there, Jeffy. Is it? Yep. Well, yeah. I really like mine. I've been thinking about this one for a couple of weeks here. Okay. I think it's a lot of fun, and I hope you too will like it. Oh. Okay. Have a listen. Okay. Can you guys get that? Um, Any idea who that I mean, might I know be the for? song, obviously. Yeah. But... Who, who, who might it be for? Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a small hint. You guys need a small hint. Yeah, please. Sure. Uh, L.A. Kings. Oh, no. Alex, I follow. I yeah. will follow. I follow. There we go. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I've been thinking <laughs> about that one for a bit. Okay, I like gold it. medalist right I like there. It. Yeah. Okay. I, I got. I got one. I got one. Okay. Check this out again. I, I'm not sure you know the song, but as soon as you you hear the chorus, I think you'll be able to get it. That's a Iron Iron Maiden. Iron okay. Maiden. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, must be a Finnish guy. The Finns love them. I mean, just from the chorus, uh, it's got to be Alexander the Great, Ovechkin. No. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Pretty fitting, right? Pretty fitting. Of course, I like it for him. Yeah. Uh, Mark, we'll throw it, we'll throw it over to you here. Sure. This is a song that I used to get down to at the clubs back in the day. Terrible song, but uh, give it a listen. I think you guys will know right away as well. I think we actually might have used this on the show once before. Uh, yes, we have. We have, we have, we have. Uh, he switched teams since then, though, I think. Um, Patrick Hornquist. Yes. Horny. 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 <laughs> nice one, Mark. Horny. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, so I've got a player here in mind. Uh, it's Jack Eichel. So I'm going to slowly fade the song in and see if you guys can guess the song. Okay. Ready? Okay. okay. Here it goes. I tell you right now, she was waiting on me all right, right in the middle of the living room floor. I couldn't believe what was happening. The woman went crazy. She stopped yelling and screaming at me, talking about it. Oh, that's an easy one. Ah. Hit the road, Jack. He'll play sure. when he goes back to Buffalo when he scores. Right. Yes. yes. Oh, that would be perfect if the Sabres played that one for him. Yeah. Get out of here, Jack. Okay. Uh, Jeff, how about you? All right. Well, mine is not quite so literal, but I think you guys will get this if you think about it for a sec. Let's yeah, have a listen. Play the tune, yeah. With the gambler. Little Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Great track. Great, yeah. Yeah. great, great track. Yeah. All-time Fun classic. Who does this song remind you of? Uh, well, you said not literal, so I was thinking like Josh Holden, know when to hold them, but it's not literal, no, so not literal. I don't know then. Yeah, I'm about a loss. I mean, oh, it's got it's got to be uh, 
Evander Kane. Evander Kane. We got a winner. Gambler, of course. Yep, yep. But Kenny Rogers was a good gambler in that movie. You know, he was he's a winner. Evander Kane is not. No, it doesn't seem to be. No, 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 not at all. Okay. I still like it, though. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Time for one more, I think. Sure, this has been fun. Yeah, so uh, for this one, I'm just going to give you the name of the player. And you guys uh, just spitball. Give me some ideas on what might be a good goal song for this player. Okay. Okay. Anders Bjork. Bjork. Well, it could be. Yeah, I was going to say from Iceland, uh, a Bjork tune. No, it's not a Bjork song. No, it's not a Bjork song. Not a Bjork song. You got to dig a little deeper. I don't know. Bjork. Hmm. Well, how about we just, I just play the song. Okay. I think you guys will enjoy. Let's have a listen. All right. It'll remind you of your childhood. Okay. <laughs> That's definitely the Muppets. Yeah, if it was the Swedish chef. Nice. Right? Is he from Sweden though? It's a Sweden He's na- Swedish name. It's a Swedish name. He's got he has yeah. to have some Swedish ancestry. <laughs> It's too good. bad Ray Bork's not in the league anymore. That worked better for him. That's true. Bork, Bork, Bork. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It would be funny to hear that played in an Can arena. Can you imagine oh. that being played in an arena? Yes, that would be that would amazing. Be, yeah. That would be worth the cost of admission right there. Yep. So, hey, NHL players, you guys are more than welcome to use our song suggestions here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How about uh, we cap the segment off with a classic goal song? Uh, also used on the Rod Langway fan club. The best goal song ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have a listen, people. And we're back. Jeez, I do love Brass Bonanza. That was fun. John, what are you you getting into over there? What do you have there? Uh, Just a couple of these uh, supplements. Remember last time we uh, got that offer? Uh, They sent us a case of supplements. Uh, Really great. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just taking them right now. Rejuvex. Hmm. Rejuvex, yeah. Does that Um, stuff work? I mean, I'm feeling great. Uh, I got pep in my step, a few more hairs on the head. You know, really feel like a, you know, young man again. Okay. Huh. Yeah, give them a try. Give them a try. I don't know. I think, uh, Jeff, you should try them out first before I get in there. Well, help yourselves. There's a whole case down there. But anyway, uh, let's move on from that and uh, let's get to the mailbag. Everyone's waiting for it. Sorry, sorry. What was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? Guys, it gotta dress your players. Gotta dress your players. Dress your players. Yes, this is everybody's favorite segment. This is Ask the Commission. You can get your letters in last minute at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com or send us a tweet at rodlangwayfanclub. What is up first? I don't know. Do we have a email? Do we got a tweet? We have uh, an email. Oh, great. Did one of you guys send this one? <laughs> I was hoping you might notice this one. <laughs> All right. This is from. Uh, Gus, and he asks, what's up with those Habs? How terrible are they this year? Oh, boy. Do you all Gus? Well, Gus, I mean, we did hit this a little bit, but uh, there's been some recent developments, right? That's right. Uh, They've really cleared house, Mark. Maybe you should uh, shed some light on this. 
Yeah, well, you know, uh, we're less than six months removed from that magical Stanley Cup final appearance, and Mark Bergevin is finally gone. Um, after the worst start in franchise history, they decided to uh, hit the reset button. So Bergevin's gone, and it's not just Mark Bergevin. Uh, Trevor Timmons, who was their head scout, uh, director of player development, he's been with the franchise for 19 years. He's gone too, as is uh, director of communications, Paul Wilson. So it's going to be a fresh start in Montreal. And Scott Mellaby was also, yeah, uh, so he resigned. He, yeah, well, he was the assistant general manager, and uh, Mark Bergevin had actually put his name forward as the guy who would take over. And it looked like Jeff Molson was considering it. Uh, he changed course at the last minute, and Mellon B got wind of it, and he resigned. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, are they going to go French-Canadian? Well, Patrick Waugh. Oh, God, yeah. please no. Well, uh, so I think what they've done is pretty clever. They have gone out, and they've hired Jeff Gorton, and he is going to be their president uh, in charge of hockey operations. And he's going to be leading the search for the general manager. So they've already promised the GM will be bilingual. So they're going to appease the French fans. But I think Gorton's going to be the real guy calling the shots in the background. And he's a great hockey mind. You guys remember what he did at the Rangers? He was also instrumental in building that Stanley Cup team for the Bruins, uh, bringing in guys like Tuka Rask, uh, drafting um, Brad Marchand. And he also was part of the signature of getting Zdeno Chara into Boston as well. So he's well-regarded in the hockey world. And do you think this is what Montreal needs? They needed to do something. They needed to change course. Um, I just don't like the team that they were building. Bergevin was himself a stay-at-home defenseman. And they're just building their team around these slow-plotting defensemen who, you know, they're, they're okay in the playoffs, but they're just not built for today's NHL regular season. And it showed. So I think it was time for a big change. Sure. So, I mean, what about the legacy of Bergevin? I mean, I know he made a lot of big, splashy trades, and a lot of people didn't like them at the time. But I think in retrospect, I mean, especially the P.K. Subban for Shea Weber, I think everybody thought that that trade was bad for Montreal. But I don't think there's any question about the fact that it is. Uh, it was definitely better for Montreal in the long term. Yeah, well, the one trade that stands out as one that was clearly lost was the Drouin trade. Trading sure. Sergachev for Drouin was a big one. Um, but I think it's not so much the trades, it's the drafting and development or lack thereof. Uh, two third overall picks, Galchenyuk was a bust. And we all know what happened with uh, Kotkaniemi this summer as well. Another bust who has moved on and kind of mishandled. And then the drafting of Logan Mayu. Right. That yeah. was a PR He's nightmare. I don't think off. Jeff Molson liked being put into that uh, hoop storm. So I think that might have been the final straw for Bergevin. Um, and then, you know, the bad season, I think, just gave Molson the, the final ammunition he needed to uh, clean house. Hopefully, brighter days are ahead. And what do we have next? So we have a tweet here. It's from Phyllis from St. Louis. Um, and she just writes, what do you guys think about the whole fiasco in Chicago? Oh, boy, this yeah. has been gut-wrenching. Yeah, big one. Um, that was quite a shock at the beginning of the season when all this news came out and uh, Chicago ended up getting rid of a couple of their high, high positions, including Stan Bowman. Um, and then Joe Quenville ends up leaving the Florida Panthers. I think they were 8-0 at the time. But, you know, looking back on this, Chicago handled this so poorly. Uh, I'm not surprised that uh, heads are beginning to roll here. Yeah, uh, and you know, good on the player, Chris Beach, for having the courage to step forward and hopefully he saves a lot of other kids from having to deal with the same kind of mess. And hopefully this is a sign of better times where, you know, people are not as afraid to come forward. Um, 
So yeah, hopefully everyone learns from this and these kinds of mistakes are not repeated. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, this happened a while ago and it seems like the news cycle has moved on, but we're still here talking about it. And I think people should remember that this is, you know, this is a big deal. And this is something that hockey fans and obviously people involved in the game directly need to remember, you know, that these people, these victims are people who need to have a voice. And if you're denying them that voice and not giving them access to any help, this is going to continue to be a problem. So, you know, we need to open up channels for these people to communicate to people. There's been talk of maybe having a third party organization. That's right. I know Sheldon Kennedy has been a big believer and you need to have a third party that's not connected to the league. Right. Which makes a lot of sense to me because then it's removed from all of the nonsense that goes on in the hockey world and somebody can talk to somebody who will listen and take action if necessary. Yeah. You can never have too much oversight in any organization really. Yeah. And and, I mean, I got to say, I'm I'm disappointed with the NHL's response. I thought Batman was very lawyerly in his press conference. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, like show some humanity. Is is that that difficult? I mean, I know that you're talking about Gary Batman. I know, I know, but he's a bit of a dinosaur, you know, and I might, you know, maybe it's time for him to leave. Bit of a heavy topic there. Um, Anything else we've got there, Mark, in the bag? Yeah. uh, We have another tweet. Uh, this one comes from a user named Jive Turkey, and he asks, with American Thanksgiving having just passed, what are you thankful for as hockey fans? Okay. okay. Oh, well, I'm going to keep it to this season. And as far as the first quarter mark goes, I'm going to say I'm thankful for Nazem Kadri. Okay. You know, as a Lee fan, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Kadri. Sure. And wow, the guy has been ripping it up for Colorado this first quarter. Like, I think he's on pace for, what, 100 points? Uh, he's been fantastic. And I think it's a lot of fun. Yes, especially after losing Nathan McKinnon, he stepped right in to fill those shoes. Yeah, well, there's a lot of talk in Colorado that maybe they should have just cut ties with him after last year's playoffs. So I bet they're thankful they gave him one more chance. I bet they are, and I just hope, hope that he will not get suspended for a fourth time in the playoffs. <laughs> no I'd say it's a 50-50 coin toss <laughs> at I do best. Too. Uh, what about you, John? What are you uh, thankful for? Well, you know, being a Prairie boy when the Jets were gone, I uh, sort of adopted the Oilers as my team, and uh, if I was an Oilers fan, I mean, what else to be thankful for? Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. I mean, these two are unbelievable. They're one-two in scoring uh, again, as they were last year, I mean, Dreisaitl scoring tons of goals and McDavid is just dazzling every time he steps on the ice, it seems. It's just incredible to watch them play. What else could you be thankful for? Yeah, two highlight real goals when McDavid just walked through entire teams. What a guy. Yeah. It's actually translating to results for the Oilers too. They're tops in the league as we speak. So uh, I think the Leafs are there too. But you're right. <laughs> but yeah, don't worry. Both of these teams will choke in the playoffs like they always do. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the pattern. But yeah, I mean, it's incredible. It really is something to watch. And if you're an Oilers fan, what better time? Sure. Uh, well, for me, uh, I'm thankful that I'm witnessing the greatest goal scorer in the history of the game. And I know Wayne Gretzky still holds the record, but I think it's only a matter of time before the great eight surpasses him. It's incredible how he's been able to maintain this pace. I mean, he is no spring chicken. But he is absolutely ripping up the league again this year. You can tell he's determined to go for the record. Yeah, it is something to behold. He's a man possessed. It's amazing. What a guy. Yeah, he's really carried the Capitals. I I didn't think that the Capitals had this in them, to be honest. 
Especially without Backstrom to start the year. I mean, that's the guy who's been setting him up all these years, and he doesn't really need him, apparently. He's still scoring at that crazy Yeah, Kuznetsov has had a great first quarter, but Ovi's just been pounding it, man. Yeah, he's doing assists, too, now, it seems. He's just doing it all. It's amazing. Uh, I would like to point out that on the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast a few years ago, we all, all three of us, gave em- emphatic no's when asked in this very mailbag whether or not he would beat Gretzky's record, and now it seems all the more likely that, in fact, he will. So, you know, we might have to eat some humble pie in, in a year or two or three or whenever. Well, I've, I'm, I'm full of uh, pumpkin pie, so maybe some humble pie will change <laughs> yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, boys, uh, we got we to gotta wrap this up, though. We, what do you well, mean? We got to get out of here. I thought we had time for one more. Uh, we got DJ Red Light coming in. We're doing a session. What? DJ Red Light's coming in. We're getting kicked out of the studio yeah, for yeah, you yeah, and let's DJ go, let's go. Red Light? Ready. Yeah, man. Ready's coming over. The techno guy? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not just techno. I mean, still it is, he does a lot of stuff. parents' basement? Well, he's crashing here sometimes, but okay, yeah, yeah, he's awesome, man. You've uh, you, well, you've you, you've brushed back. You'll see him. You'll see him in a little <sighs> bit, but yeah, clear out, boys, clear out. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, that was a lot of fun, um, and I cannot wait. We will be back at the uh, halfway mark. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mark, move your mic here. Move your mic. Okay, here. fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know red light doesn't like the mic over me. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's been nice. It's been nice seeing you guys, though. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you at the halfway mark, and I hope you had yourselves a time.